Hello, you are very welcome to Boys Podcast, hosted by me, Ashling Tobin, and recorded in the beautiful Paradise Studio. Guys, if you don't already, Bladdy now. He is, of course, tagged in the description of this podcast and in my Instagram bio. This week, I'm talking about the Kardashian curse, okay? And when I started looking into this, I was just looking at the men in their lives because it said that every man that the Kardashians come in contact with end up having a string of bad luck afterwards and basically all of their lives end up being ruined, their reputations tarnished, their mental health fucked after being with a Kardashian slash Jenner. (laughs) Well, it's more the Kardashians. It doesn't seem to be as strong with the two Jenners. But I thought it was interesting because I believe in that curse and I wanted to properly research it and talk about it because it's quite interesting how how unlucky these guys have been after dating the motherfucking Kardashian women, the fucking powerhouses that are the Kardashian women. You might not like the Kardashians, but nobody can deny or argue with the fact that they are some successful creative, hardworking, intelligent women, entrepreneurial. They are so motherfucking successful and people try and belittle that success by saying that it's all down to Kim's sex tape and all this when it's not because, I mean, okay, sure, I know that helped, but you don't get to a level of success like them without having all of the other qualities that I just spoke about. But before I get into this week's episode, (laughs) I actually started to talk about it there in the sound check. Um, But (laughs) I want to really talk about, I just had such a laugh to myself walking to the studio today because, okay, we've all been there. Um, If you live in Dublin or like wherever you live, you're walking along. For me today, it was a Connell Street. Well, from like around where Trinity is, um, up around like kind of whatever that street is, right beside Nazareth Street. Um, and then again, up on O'Connell Street. But uh, being hounded by uh, representatives for concern and amnesty. And I was like, I... I mean, before I got caught in Sligo when I was a first year student and back when I was so innocent, I was new to the big bad bad world. And yeah, I remember I was like walking towards this girl and she was like giving me the signal to take my headphones out. And I didn't realize that she was represented for concern. So I took my earphones out and I got talking to her. And before I knew it, five out of the account a month to concern (laughs) and I was broke in college like I think anyone who knows will know but when you're that broke in college you feel that fiver like that fiver was my box of amber leaf (laughs) 
<laughs> but like it was my bleeding nagging like oh my god like that fiber I used to really feel it and like I didn't cancel it for ages because I felt so guilty um but yeah I was like thinking of like how I kind of I was looking at other people and how they kind of like shimmy past them and like you know some people do the whole like tunnel vision can't see them power on other people do like the kind of like smile and like polite wave and like walk past and I was like what one am I and I was like that like at one point I like panicked and just said good how are you because I couldn't hear what the guy was saying to me and I had earphones on and I was like I'm not taking these motherfucking earphones off if I take these headphones off of my fucking head that's it done like I'm finished um <laughs> but uh so I was walking past and uh, I was like just having such a laugh to myself um I was thinking do you know what would be so funny if like you stopped and got chatting to one of them and uh they're like trying to get you to sign up and you're like no I I actually I don't have any money and they're like oh like it's only a five or a month and you're like no no like I actually like I don't have any money like you wouldn't have like a fiver, would you? And then they, like, like fucking flip reverse. Sorry, I don't know whether I should be saying all this, whether this is funny. I might have to take this out afterwards. <laughs> but flip reverse that shit. But like, will you give me a fiver, will you? And then they're like, then flip reverse. They're trying to get away from you. And you're like, look, like two euro, I'll stop bothering you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's terrible. But um. I was just walking along, like fantasizing about all these different scenarios, having such a laugh. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying anyone should do that. Don't come for me. It's just a little joke, you guys. <laughs> okay, so into the podcast. Into the podcast. So I'm talking about the Kardashian curse. So I'm going to run through the relationships that they've had with various men and I'm going to basically talk about how their lives were forever changed afterwards because, I mean, their show has lasted a long time for a reason and they have had very uh, tumultuous lives and, I mean, they're men seem, seem to have really suffered and not just their men because as I was researching researching on YouTube <laughs> I a lot of the videos they were talking about just general relationships um with friends and um other people that come into their lives and kind of what transpires after striking up a relationship with a Kardashian or becoming a, a connection and how their lives were forever changed afterwards um, and how it really just negatively impacted their lives. Um, so I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to go through them and obviously not just focus on the men, but also the friends and the also talking about a girlfriend of Scott Disick, uh, Sophia Ritchie. So yeah, let's get bloody into it then, shall we? Scott Disick is, I mean, a lot of people would say is <laughs> the reason why the Kardashians um, had a show on E! for such a long time. Like he was hilarious. And a lot of people have kind of um, said that perhaps they really just kept him on side and kept him around purely from the angle that he was such good TV and he added so much to the series because 
other than being the father of Courtney's children, he didn't really benefit the family in any other way. Now, obviously, if if you have a relationship with somebody and you love somebody, like Chris maybe loving him as like a son almost, and the girls loving him as like a brother maybe, like you're going to want to have that relationship there. But it is an interesting thought that perhaps that could be behind it as well. Because <laughs> it's like those memes, it's like the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. And look, at nothing would surprise me in Hollywood. Nothing would surprise me with the Kardashians given their success. But let's have a look at Scott Disick's um, unfortunate turn of events uh, during his time within the Kardashian clan. So um, I guess it all started with Scott losing both of his parents within a few months of each other. Following this, he suffered substance abuse, which was documented throughout Keeping Up With The Kardashians. And even that I find suspicious because surely they could have, I mean, I guess if you're signing a contract and everything, but if you know that a loved one is suffering with um, an issue with substance abuse or suffering with addiction, then... And it's on and off and for years. And I mean, they kept going back to film the series. Like, surely you would say, look at we we can't sign him up for the show again. We can't be a part of it. Our family's health and well-being comes before anything else. Um, And perhaps having a camera crew around him is not going to help his situation. So that, I think, speaks volumes because we can just consume the show and not really question, well, he's clearly in need of help. Why is there a motherfucking camera crew surrounding his ass? Like, why? That's not a, that's not okay. Like, you have to try and envisage that you're there. Like, we're just consuming it on TV. For him, he sat there and there's perhaps like, what, like maybe five cameras around him? I don't know. Like, and they're also then, like they're filming the series. So I'm sure that a certain part of it, of course, is scripted and set. And they're not just like going about with their daily lives. They're having to do things and they're like having to record certain things. Like, of course, like there's certain parts of it that they're going to, they're going to need footage to add to the series and all this. And when you actually watch early episodes of Keep Up The Kardashians, they are so scripted from start to finish. Like literally, I, I actually think that they've just got better at it. Obviously, they can't fucking script somebody's parents dying or script somebody suffering with addiction. But a certain amount of it and like little kind of tiffs here and there, I think they definitely add in just to kind of, just to kind of make better TV. But yeah, so he then, he had to check into rehab um, at one point. And this was further on after him and Courtney had split and he was with Sophia Ritchie. Um, and I had to leave because it became so public at the time. So he couldn't stay at that rehab, which is really sad because I'm presuming that once you get to a point of going into rehab, you you really need help. Like you're you're not well at that point. Um, you're not in good health. Um, and getting to that point of going to rehab 
and then having to leave straight away must have been absolutely horrendous. Um, I think he's gone through a really tough time. And obviously in the Kardashians, they always kind of allude to him potentially having cheated on Courtney, but never really confirm it. So some people would say, like, how could you feel sorry for him when he's like clearly cheated on her or whatever? But I don't know. I think anybody who's consumed Keeping Up with the Kardashians loves Scott Disick because first of all, he's hilarious. And second off, he's just so fucking likable. Uh, one thing that I really did not like in Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and I don't know if anybody else cop this. So there's in one of the episodes when Scott and Courtney are broken up, they're, they're no longer together. Scott is in some kind of apartment and Kim arrives up to the apartment with, I think it's maybe Kim and a couple others, and they have the full camera crew. Like Scott answers the door, whatever, they're in the they're in the apartment, and Scott is kind of like talking to one of the producers. Um, and he's kind of acting a little bit shady. Um, the way that he's acting leads Kim to believe that there is like a girl somewhere in the apartment. So Kim then goes and is like searching for this girl in the apartment. She's like banging on the door, shouting abuse. I can't remember if the girl like leaves with her face fuzzed over, but it was really aggressive. And like, I was just like, first of all, Kim and Courtney are not together. I don't know whether they were under some agreement that he wouldn't be with anybody else or what the story is, but it was so bizarre. And then even on the girl herself, like who's just there with Scott has nothing to do with Courtney, has nothing to do with Kim or any of them. Like the only person she's anything to do with is Scott. So her relationship is singular with Scott She's done absolutely nothing wrong. And you have Kim motherfucking Kardashian stomping around the apartment, banging on doors, shouting abuse as if this girl has done something wrong. Like, I was like, Jesus Christ. And at one point, like, the girl is locked in the bathroom and Kim is, like, banging on the door. That whole thing, I have to say, like, whenever anything comes up about Kim Kardashian, that's the first thing I think of because I always quite liked her on the series. She always came across as a sweetheart. Um, But then when I saw that, I was like... First of all, I feel like you're just trying to act cool for the cameras. And second off, you're just being a fucking asshole. What makes you think that you have the right to do that? That is so fucking toxic. Um, so I might as well get on to, I might as well get on to Sophia Ritchie seeing so I'm talking about Scott now. Okay, so Sophia Ritchie, who was Scott Disick's girlfriend for a brief period of time. Um, it's kind of said that Courtney made her feel massively uncomfortable um, and it was sort of like Courtney didn't want to get back together with Scott, but she also didn't want Scott to be with anybody else, which is toxic. <laughs> but going back to what I just said, it would make a lot of sense. There's actually a scene in Keep It Up with the Kardashians where they're all in like a hot tub and Sophia like she does something to her face and like Courtney's like, like whatever you did with your face, like this part of your makeup is like not blended. And like Sophia's like very like uncomfortable. And I saw as well, like a source said that she made some kind of comments about like her facial features or something. And then looking at the scene in the hot tub. Yeah, I, I wouldn't discredit that because 
um, even Scott, like the camera flicks to Scott and he looks kind of like he's shaking his head, like what the fuck? It just all seemed very toxic. And after that holiday, Sophia actually unfollowed Courtney from Instagram and said that she would no longer be participating in Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Okay, and then in 2020 is when they broke up. So Scott and Sophia had actually gone out from 2017 to 2020. Um, they broke up and... Sophia allegedly confirmed that she had basically asked Scott to choose between her and Courtney. And here's a quote from her. I don't want to share you as a boyfriend with Courtney. So I think that must be a quote from Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Okay, so Travis Scott is obviously back together with Kylie Jenner. Um, but the first time that they had broken up, he had basically said that it was too hard to be with her because of the level of fame and without an, another like million voices interfering with their relationship. Now, a lot of people have, and like obviously I don't, re I don't really listen to much of Travis Scott's music. I do listen to Kanye West, so Tyga, I don't really know much about to be completely honest with you, but when I was looking at various YouTube kind of like videos on this, they were all saying the same thing that any of the artists that were in any way connected to the Kardashians during their relationships, uh, their creative, their creativity, <laughs> their creativity uh, was extremely low and that their music just wasn't as good. It's the same for the sports players, that they just didn't play as well after being with the Kardashians uh, their work just wasn't as good um, and that's really the only thing that is said about Travis but obviously he's back together with her now and um, then there was a the whole scandal the Astroworld scandal where people died at one of his concerts um, I can't remember exactly how many there were Kylie and Kendall Jenner received a lot of backlash for it because when all of this happened they basically snuck out, but of course people saw them. They were like, there's Kylie and Kendall Jenner being escorted out by like six security guards when things are out of control here. And then they left like late that night. It was probably one of the worst things for her partner to go through. And she fled that night. And also the next morning, she got up and posted some photo on Instagram to promote her like some product she had with Kendall so it's like she was just trying to pretend that like she wasn't there in the first place and people were like what the fuck like how are you posting now obviously it's her team like we all know it's her team but it's like how are you like posting on Instagram like to promote your brand when your partner is n probably not in a good way right now having like having gone through what's just happened Okay, so moving on to my fave, Kanye West. Okay, so he's no longer friends with Jay-Z and Beyonce. Now, that split in friendship is said to have come about after Kanye and Kim Kardashian's wedding when at the very last second they said that they couldn't make it to the wedding. And I think it was uh, allegedly Beyonce and Jay-Z made the decision not to go to the wedding as I think that the 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 wedding to Kim seemed like a bit like it it just seemed like a bit of a joke or something. I think she had 
I think she was like not that long divorced from Chris Humphreys, if I remember correctly, but it wasn't really respected, to be honest with you. Um, and I think as well, I think the wedding was recorded for Keeping Up with the Kardashians as well. So add that into it as well. So they're kind of like, we're not going to this like media frenzy um, and this big, this big show, this big show for Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But at this point, basically the names were carved into stone at every seat where everybody was sat. So they had already paid for like Jay-Z and Beyonce's names to be carved into this stone. And then they basically said they weren't coming. So that's where it's said that the disagreement comes. But anyway, Jay-Z and Kanye West are no longer friends. And I don't think that anybody will ever forgive Kim for that, whether it's her fault or not, because... I mean, the two of them together were just so fucking likable and the music they created was really good. So it's just, it's just a shame. It's just a massive shame. Um, During his marriage to Kim Kardashian, he was also hospitalized for a psychiatric emergency. Uh, another source also said that he never wanted to be on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but Kim would get upset and then he would give in and go on it. Other sources also said that like wherever he went, people would continually be wondering if Kim was coming with him. So basically everything became about Kim. And if you look at somebody like Kanye West, I'm sure that didn't sit very well with him, given he likes the spotlight, to then the spotlight going from him and his appearances being about him to everyone saying, but is Kim going to be there? Is Kim coming? Um, Azealia Banks actually said in one of her songs that Kim Kardashian has ruined Kanye. We won't be getting the old Kanye back ever. He is completely ruined. (laughs) Kanye did later have a breakdown and Kim divorced him. Okay, Chris Humphreys, who was married to Kim Kardashian for a whole two months. uh, During his marriage to Kim Kardashian, he ended up getting liposuction, which he said uh, led to further issues. During an interview, he also said that uh, he thinks that Kanye probably was affected by being with the Kardashians um, and that filming every day was just very tiring um, and just had a negative effect on him. And he really wished that he could go back to his life where people who were into basketball really only knew him. So Black China. Kim, Courtney and Chloe have accused Black China of using the Kardashians as self-promotion. But Black China says quite the quite the opposite. She said that the Kardashians basically made sure that her reality show on E, I think it was on E, got cancelled. Um, and then she ended up losing millions. Uh, Black China now for her career. She FaceTime calls fans for $950 or an Insta follow for $250. She says that having any kind of connection to the Kardashians has really negatively affected her. Um, so, and yeah, going by going by what she's doing now for money, I would not discredit that whatsoever. Um, yeah, I think I didn't really know anything about Black China until watching her on the Kardashians during her relationship with Robert Kardashian. And I mean, I don't, I don't know what she's like other than how she was portrayed on the show, but it wasn't in a very good light. 
But to be honest with you, I wouldn't believe anything that I watch on any of those kind of shows because they create villains, like they manipulate messages because it's good TV to have a villain on there and to have a goodie and a baddie. They always do it on reality TV. Um, so if there's a certain amount of video footage of you doing or saying things that they can twist and turn to turn you into a villain or make you seem worse than maybe what you were just to make better TV, they'll do that. So I'd never really trust what I watch on those kind of things. And then say if like the person they're making the goodie, say if they do something really bad, just leave it out because that doesn't align with the story of the goodie and the baddie. Um, so I'd never really, I'd never really trust it to be honest with you. And neither should you listening to this podcast because it's all a load of fucking baloney. Okay, Jordan Woods. Jordan Woods is such good friends with Kylie Jenner that she even had a commitment ceremony with Kylie during the show. I think it was called The Life of Kylie. Chris was seen saying that they definitely had a codependency between them. Uh, Kylie had said that she leaned on Jordan quite a lot. Um, and Jordan had said similar things about Kylie. They were basically joined at the hip, best friends, sisters, all the rest of it. Then there was the Jordan and Tristan Thompson scandal. After this, Chloe, obviously, she has been shunned by the entire family. Her pictures were taken off of Good American, uh, Chloe's gene company, taken off the website. She was quoted during an interview with Forbes Women saying that success is about being content with who you are and not how much money you have in the bank. Which for me, oh, and also she started an OnlyFans after all of this. For me, that kind of screams. The OnlyFans, I kind of feel like she just tried to stay relevant for a little while. Um, but that kind of screams that she's had some kind of awakening. And maybe the money kind of dwindled a little bit and she had to kind of learn how to live a different way. Oh, and a lot of people would say, well, that's not bad luck. She brought it upon herself. But the point is, is that things have gone southward after being connected to the Kardashians. And we all make fucking mistakes. Like we all make mistakes. But unfortunately for her, she made a very small mistake with a massive spotlight on her, which is really hard to recover from because you're open to so much scrutiny and you're open to so much hate and so many opinions. Sure, look at me. I, t I spoke about it on two episodes back and I'm talking about it again. Um, and unfortunately, people do see her in, in a negative light after that. The crux of it all is that the curse it's not like some curse that's put upon people, like, ooh, like a curse. It's that being surrounded by that much fame is not good for most people, except maybe people who are like the Kardashians, who are like, despite having been normal and grown to fame, but maybe that's how they can handle it because there was a natural progression, but then not natural progression, but there was a progression from not being like rich to being super rich. So they've kind of always adapted. But for other people coming into it, how could you ever be prepared? You can't. And you're also for the men, I guess it's really, it's hard on their masculinity to come into something like that and not be the main breadwinner and not be 
the person calling the shots. Like I'd say there's some powerful as fuck women and I would just say it's a lot. I would say it's a lot being in a relationship with one of them and I would say your life would just naturally change after it given the dynamic and everything else that comes with it. Okay, so Lamar Odom, at the beginning of his relationship with Chloe, his basketball career was at an all-time high. During his marriage to Chloe, he was arrested uh, for DUI and later found unconscious after overindulging and suffering from serious health issues. So he had, uh, he, he suffered with addiction. He cheated on Chloe quite a lot as well and was just really not in good health. Um, Tristan Thompson, like, again, basketball player, um, his game was severely affected after, like, the whole cheating scandal and his relationship with Chloe. Now, a lot of people, again, will be saying, but he brought it upon himself. It was his own fault. Like, he's the one that cheated. But I think for the amount he cheated and how publicly he did it and how, uh, like, I honestly think that he, I think that Tristan Thompson needs help, to be completely honest with you. I'm not excusing what he's done at all. I'm just saying, I think he's, I think he's sick. Like, I think he genuinely needs some kind of help. Um, And I think that without that knowledge or without having a kind of full understanding of somebody's, like, mental well-being, judging them and, like, obviously he would have got so much hate after what he had done. But judging somebody and judging them as if they're, I mean, we always kind of judge people with the, with the presumption that they're in the same kind of mental well-being as ourselves. Or if you're in a good mental kind of space, we always kind of think like, how could somebody do that or whatever? But we forget that people come from all different types of backgrounds and people are living in all different kind of circumstances. And it's easy to judge when you haven't walked a mile in somebody else's shoes. But going by the amount Tristan cheated, like I genuinely think that there's something, like I genuinely think that he does need help. And I'm not saying that in a cruel or kind of like condescending way or whatever. I do feel sorry for him if his uh, basketball career has been destroyed afterwards as well. Okay, so um, Robert Kardashian, who is a Kardashian, um, but this kind of goes back to the more YouTube videos I was watching that were saying that like men of the Kardashian women get ruined. Allegedly, and I mean, it was showed in the show as well, but Robert Kardashian has, I think, been suffering with his mental health and his weight gain for quite a long time. And if one of your family members is in that kind of place, like why would you sign up for filming? Like that for me is where it gets really dark. If one of my family members gained a lot of weight, they're suffering mentally, I would not allow a camera crew to come into the house and record them in their day-to-day. Now, I know he hardly appeared on Keeping Up With The Kardashians, but I'm sure it was somewhere within the contract that he would do it or whatever. And maybe he signed up to it on his own free will, but he never seemed to be happy to be there or want to be there. I mean, if you're if you're in that position, I'm sure you don't want to be filmed. Like a lot of people who put on like drastic weight gains don't even want to be photographed. So then have a camera crew surrounding you and you're surrounded by your sisters who are like Barbie dolls. 
I'm sure that had a horrible effect on him. And to the point where there's no denying that he was in a really bad space because he did not go to Kim and Kanye's wedding. And there was all kind of, um, there was rumors that Kim had said things like he was ruining their image and all this. That sounds really extreme, but given, I mean, nothing would surprise me. I mean, their image obsessed, their fame obsessed, their success obsessed, their money obsessed. And it wouldn't surprise me if she kind of saw him as kind of tarnishing that reputation, that image, that she would openly say it, but maybe she's so far gone that she can't even say that that's unacceptable to say to somebody because she has said some questionable things. There's no denying it. But um, yes, so that's everything that I'm going to say about people that come in contact with the motherfucking Kardashians. Okay, so moving on to the next part of the podcast. Position of the week. Okay, for me, it's very simple. Um, A simple standing up position, which you would commonly use in the shower or if you're having uh, sex in an unusual place. Um, Like I can remember when I was... (laughs) Oh, God. I can remember when I was visiting an ex or visiting my ex's family. Like we went as a couple to his his family's house and uh, we had sex in the bathroom, like against the sink type thing. Yeah. And also actually like randomly in the house he was renting, like in that kitchen, like just for the sake of it, like hands kind of against the fridge. For me, I mean, I think it's just like the thrill of it. It's not so much about like whether the sex is enjoyable or not. It's just the sheer fucking thrill of it. So yeah, it wouldn't be my go-to, but look, it's a bit of fucking excitement. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it wouldn't be like my fucking go-to. And I'm usually, uh, I am that bitch that's usually fucking dating somebody that's way taller than me. So for me, it's usually just like not possible (laughs) because I'm just a little bit under 5'3". Yeah. Oh, you're too tall. Yeah, exactly. Keen saying it doesn't usually work for him either because he's too tall. <laughs> so he feels the struggle. <laughs> but yeah, it rarely works. But I think it is. It's not really meant to be like pleasurable. It's meant to just be for the sheer fucking thrill of it, I guess. But I'm always very conscious because I'm like, the guy must be getting so tired because they're literally in like, a kind of semi-squat position for the duration. Yeah, a little like bend in the knee. So yeah, I don't really get it. But yeah, guys, fucking updates. Updates is that uh, Ski Boy is flying over from Wales on Friday. It's a great feeling to like fancy somebody this much um, and think about someone this much and know it's reciprocated um, to the point where He's getting on a motherfucking flight and flying over here. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very fucking cute. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I'm super excited for that. Um, and yeah, that's it for this week's episode. I also wanted to say, um, and I haven't said it yet, but there's a shitload of new listeners on this podcast. So I just want to say welcome to Voice Podcast. Um, if you have any questions, shoot me a message. Um, I would really appreciate it if you help me in promoting this podcast. Tell a friend about it, post it on your story. 
follow me on Spotify if you don't already. Follow me on Apple Podcasts. Guys, that's it for this week's episode. I will speak to you all next week. Bye.